0: listening to the girl next door podcast i'm erica and i'm kelsey we're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good cocktail we're inviting you to come on in have a drink and stay a
1: while hey friend hey friend this is our fall book club episode so we'll be spending the whole show discussing the novel the night circus by aaron morgenstern if you're listening you're in the book club Hey, hey hello friends and i'm really excited about this one because it's one of my favorite books Awesome.
0: But first, a cocktail. I have what I'm going to call
1: a cocktail du rêve. Ooh. Do you like that? I like how you know how to say that because I was messing that up in my head a du lot too. Have. There's a lot of like V's and R's and S's in that word and I'm not yes. quite sure how to say it. And
0: what I have found from my previous years of studying French, basically the whole point is to pronounce as few syllables and
1: letters as possible. (laughs) Agreed. There's a lot of silent letters (laughs) in French. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. So um, in honor of the night circus, I kind of have a dark cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of a very deep, almost gannet kind of red. Yeah. Um, This is gin. And then I used some Iconic Mixer Spiced Honey, Mm -hmm. which is like a honey with spices and a little bit of uh, pepper heat. And then also... Maraschino cherry juice, but these are not the bright red no. maraschino this is high not fructose corn syrup. Chemical central. <laughs> exactly. These are the original maraschino cherries. Um Chris got a jar of them as a gift to make Manhattan's for his fortieth birthday and I love it. it is a to- it is a world away. Yeah. So
1: I sampled a cherry already. Mm-hmm. Real good.
0: All right. So cheers, cheers to Book Club. Ooh. I like that. A little mysterious.
1: Those cherries.
0: They're yeah, really that good. That's a good flavor. Yeah, I gave us each two. So it would be kinda soaking all of that up. See, feel that little This it sounds
1: weird, but it's like a really, really good fruit snack.
0: Mm, yeah. You kind know. of an adult one.
1: Yeah. A grown up fruit snack. And it
0: has do you feel that little tiny bit of heat mm-hmm. at the end? I think I'm there's really just like a that, little bit of like flavor. peppery in Oof. the pepper, like they put some chilies Oof. or something it. in it. Yeah, I like really it. good.
1: I want yeah. I really like all that iconic iconic Cocktail mm-hmm. business. Yeah,
0: I am starting to stock my pantry with mm-hmm. those, and I think it's gonna. I think good it's gonna do holidays. good things for our cocktail game. <laughs> I think so too. Okay. <laughs> All right. You give us a little background because, as we both mentioned, so I read this book um a few weeks ago. I mean, it wasn't in the distant past, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I definitely could. I read a it a couple
1: years ago, and then I admittedly reread to about fifty percent very recently, as in this week, okay. and then read a summary for the okay. end of it. Fair. So fair Life. enough. Yep, life happens friends. <laughs> so, okay. Um here is the brief summary. All right. The circus arrives without warning. No announcements precede it. It is simply there when yesterday it was not. Within the black and white striped canvas tents, canvas tents is an utterly unique experience full of breathtaking amazements. It is called Le Cirque des Rêves, right? That's right. Okay. And it's only open at night. Mm. Even that part just creepy but in a good way yes but behind the scenes a fierce competition is underway a duel between two young magicians celia and marco who have been trained since childhood expressly for this purpose by their mercurial instructors unbeknownst to them this is a game in which only one can be left standing and the circus is but the stage for a remarkable battle of imagination and will Despite themselves, however, Celia and Marco tumble headfirst into love, a deep, magical love that makes the lights flicker and the room grow warm whenever they so much as brush hands. True love or not, the game must play out and the fates of everyone involved, from the cast of extraordinary circus performers to the patrons, hang in the balance, suspended as precariously as the daring acrobats overhead.
0: Oh, I mean, how can you not just want to dive yeah. into that
1: book? It's just really unique, I think. It's
0: very unique. Okay.
1: Okay. So you start, you give us a grade. Okay. You tell us what you think.
0: Okay. I, I mean, like I said, I read this a few weeks ago. I feel that I'm still processing. Mm-hmm. It's it, meaty. Yeah, it is meaty and there's a lot going on. I think I'm going to give it an A minus for mm-hmm. now, but I'm very curious to see how it ages. For me, you yeah. know, I think there are some books that if mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about it as much in a year, two years, Holy. it might start to be like, hey, that's in my top 10. That's in my top that's how five. how this one
1: was for me. That's why I will consistently put it yeah. there now.
0: And I can definitely see rereading this uh-huh. one just because it is so interesting. And I think it's one that then when you go back and read, you kind of know where things are going and you probably pick up new mm-hmm. things every time. Did you find that? Yes. A lot mm-hmm. of details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved the magic and the mystery of it just it kind of starts in exactly the way that um, you started the summary the circus arrives without warning mm-hmm. no announcements are made and it will give you these kind of just very detached descriptions mm-hmm. like that every so often mm-hmm. as if describing that it's just a, a, a random circus goer just mm-hmm. kind of what the community in the area is experiencing mm-hmm. and it does just add to this eeriness mm-hmm. because you're wondering is it something bad is it good magical right. evil it's it's just very interesting so i i liked i liked having that that i that perspective was very effective yes. i thought mm-hmm. um even then when we get into the characters that we're going to follow and we get to know them a little bit more. I just Mm -hmm. always felt that we were held a bit at arm's length. Mm -hmm. You don't get to know a lot about their internal thoughts and Mm -hmm. motivations. You just see from their actions or maybe sometimes you get a little glimpse and there's so much left unexplained. And in some ways it really did add to the mystery and intrigue of Mm -hmm. the book. But in other ways, I, that is something that can really frustrate me mm-hmm. about books because I'm like, I just want to know. I want to know all the details. Right. Um, like recently in our in-person book club, we read The Signature of All mm. Things by Lithuania. I mean, that Elizabeth one's Gilbert. got some details. There were details. <laughs> it was it spanned, like biological yeah, details. It spanned two people's yes. lives and you just yes. got to know in the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one counters that where... yes. It, I wouldn't it's not surface you you do get some character development. I has I wouldn't call it rich character development, but they're not shallow either at right. the same time. Right. So so just kind of interesting, but I think that it is a testament to just the plot and and the descriptions of the scenes and things yes. that at, I was left wanting more, but it wasn't, I mean, a big negative. It was just for the enticing. Book. It wasn't yes. like
1: disappointing. Like, well, right. I, I don't know what you're talking or, about. Or overly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, just
0: tell me what's mm-hmm. going on. Um but it always is so I love reading books that have magic in them mm-hmm. and just seeing the different ways that the authors yeah. create magic, like how magic gets its powers and what are the rules mm-hmm. that govern it and mm-hmm. things like that. And so uh, this one was so fascinating because it it kind of had these two things. It it seemed to show that some people were born mm-hmm. with this amazing magical ability, like mm-hmm. Celia was. But then for Marco, it seems that he was just taught it. Yes, and and pretty much on his own, like he was very just theory based. exactly just mm-hmm. shown to read lots of things and write lots of things mm-hmm. and observe and and so that was really interesting but it I just wanted to know how is that happening mm-hmm. you know because then you weren't sure well did Mr. AH who was his mentor mm-hmm. he saw something in him right. and saw that he had some some innate baseline right. and knew that he could coax it out or You know, he knew he could do it for anyone, but Mm -hmm. his temperament was going to be better. Or or was like
1: part of the whole thing, even as you say that now, thinking about this for the first time, Mm -hmm. like part of the whole competition was like these mentors coming from two different schools schools of of thought. thought, And like they want to prove that like no magic that's innate is better and magic that no anything can be taught. Right. Because
0: I think wasn't, wasn't it, I feel like they mentioned at some point that Prospero was more about pushing the limits and mm-hmm. in, in not having rules mm-hmm. or Mr. A.H. was more kind of by the book like or the, the rules are the, the rituals. Right, right. Exactly. Um So, yeah, that was just, that was interesting. It definitely did leave me wanting to know more. The other thing that I kind of have thought about, you know, Marco and Celia, although from two very different situations, both grew up, in situations completely devoid of love, mm-hmm. uh, just yeah. horrible yeah. upbringings, mm-hmm. the cruelty in different ways for each of them, right. where Marco was an orphan at the, at just the beginning. And then learn. even when he had, you know, a guardian, it was not a loving guardian at all. He was very detached. And then Celia had this extremely cruel father who, mm-hmm. I mean, cut her
1: fingers and yeah, make yeah. Her, like, I mean physically abused her yeah. in ways
0: to to make her learn her magic so so I kind of wish there had been more about well how did they both grow up into like seeming to be caring enough people that they could love each other and seem mm-hmm. to have this pure love between mm-hmm. them that didn't seem to be just wrecked yeah
1: you know and there's almost like this point being made between like magic used for evil mm-hmm. and like the the end that you come to with mm-hmm. that and magic used for good yeah and they were like loving each other through their magic right. like using and and even just in their creativity and mm-hmm. like what they were creating for the circus right. and it it was like her father prospero just like magicked himself to death mm-hmm. literally by pushing the bounds in like locked up in his own room right so kind of just like that you know even just you could take that now into real life like creativity and how it can destroy or it can Mm -hmm. you know yeah i don't know just kind of really interesting juxtapositions
0: yeah very very interesting um a couple of things that i was a little confused about so isabel was the first interest of Marco. Mm-hmm. At first you, it seems like he's really interested mm-hmm. in her, but I think over time you see that it was never a true love. Yeah. It, he wanted, I think he just wanted to connect with someone, someone to talk to, yeah. Honestly, and wanted to have this like normal life mm-hmm. and she understood him. Um it, it seemed like over time they were very connected and you know she encouraged him to, you know, like with mm-hmm. the competition and you know kind of bolstering him like spying
1: for him kind of yeah
0: and then right and then she joined the circus and was trying to help him in that way like keep an eye on things and so then as Marco is following falling in love with Celia I was kind of expecting for the just to be some big fallout between Isabel Mm -hmm. and Marco or between Celia and Isabel Mm -hmm. and I might have be forgetting something or miss something, but it kind of felt like just all of a sudden they weren't mentioning Isabel as much, and it kind mm-hmm. of fizzled. And I don't know, that felt just unsatisfying, like left
1: left hanging a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it felt very unsatisfying because it seemed like she had been cast as such an important character, and just having such a strong personality, she really did love Marco, mm-hmm. and it seemed like she was feeling going to be scorned. passionate about something exactly. Yeah. So, so that was a little that was a little bit strange. Um, the timeline got confusing to me. yeah, And I think that that was probably intentional, but mm-hmm. kind of at the time it was a little frustrating because they would have just the little the little years,
1: like mm-hmm. time span. Which like, unless you go back and piece it all together. Right. Yeah.
0: And sometimes I would, I would be reading something, you know, we would jump from, we haven't talked about the character of Bailey, the young boy who mm-hmm. sees the circus and then later plays a much bigger role mm-hmm. in it. But between what he was experiencing and what was going on with his life and then what was going on with Celia and Marco and I was just getting so confused and um, I don't know so I almost wish that it either had been more clear in terms of where we were in chronology or just not putting any of the time right I'm not sure right I'm not sure maybe it was just letting it kind of flow yeah and I I was I did come across this interview with the author where she mentioned something about intentionally trying to create um kind of uh time
1: confusion a little bit exactly and making Mm -hmm. it
0: feel timeless which yeah which maybe maybe it did achieve that because I always just felt not quite like I knew where where I was in time because like
1: they weren't aging the circus wasn't changing and aging and so then um just kind of you were supposed to be yeah you were supposed to be maybe a little like thrown off and only be able to tell from what's happening in the outside
0: yeah um okay so let's see I there were just the characters even though like I said I was a little frustrated just then i wanted to know more about the characters but just because Mm -hmm. they were
1: so interesting there was like enough to be really interesting yes
0: like the the twins poppet and widget Mm -hmm. were just so fascinating and those were the ones that almost seemed like you got to know more about because you saw their birth Mm -hmm. and them kind of growing up and they somehow at least poppet seemed i don't know somehow more accessible Mm -hmm. just kind of open right um right and honest um and you got to know more about Bailey, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. You got to know kind of his interest and what his passions were. And mm-hmm. But yeah, just this cast of characters was just, just very colorful, even if it wasn't as deep mm-hmm. as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So anyway, oh my goodness, so many things. So I will share a few of my um, favorite quotes that okay. I had written down. Now I'm finding them. Okay. And so I was just reopening my Kindle when I was preparing our outline and seeing, I I thought that I had underlined some things, but yeah, I underlined three things and I just l- love these phrases so much, just even just standalone. So the first one is people see what they wish to see mm-hmm. and in most cases what they are told that they see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just feel like that's... Slow clap.
1: Yeah, just mm-hmm. like
0: speaks to such a truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one was w- um, what was said by Sukiko, which <laughs> the contortionist, which was a name yes. that we practiced many yeah. times. So, like, <laughs> wait, I've only said it in my head. How do you say it out loud? <laughs> um, she said, the finest of pleasures are always the unexpected ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is just so true. And then the last one... Um, is something that Friedrich, the clockmaker, says in response to Celia. They've mm-hmm. been out to dinner for a long time. And she says, why haven't you asked me about mm-hmm. how I do any of my tricks? And he says, because I do not wish to know, I prefer to remain unenlightened to better appreciate the dark.
1: That's such a cool way of saying that. Yeah. Some really cool turns of phrases. In yeah,
0: exactly. And that's just kind of one that I feel like I have to think think about a Mm -hmm. little bit and kind of let it sit. sit. Is that a good thing? Is it not a good thing? Mm -hmm. Yes. So anyway, so i like, feel like that's like still kind of sitting and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that. Um, Oh, the last thing that I wanted to mention that I wondered about a few times in the book, especially it was coming to a close. I just thought it was so interesting. This was a book about a circus and this person who's going to become the master of the circus is named Bailey. And I could oh. not help. I, I kept wondering, oh, is there going to be some reference to Barnum I and Bailey? I did notice that. And I went, I, I I thought I just, I skimmed it. And I think that the author said that that was completely unintentional.
1: Oh, and,
0: But as I was reading... And yeah. we were getting closer. And once you saw what kind of his fate right. was going to be, I was right. just like, oh my gosh, this is right. kind of uncanny. And I thought maybe there'd just be some little
1: Just a little nod. like nod to it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I thought I thought that was
0: interesting. So, okay. All right, Uh, and tell me how you because you read this, and I will say you read this a while ago, and you've Mm -hmm. mentioned it to me several times, Mm -hmm. and I remember specifically that you said it was a great fall
1: read. So I had been saving it it for a fall, Uh and it was a great timing Uh to read it. So we decided finally do it for the book club. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, it gets a strong A from me. It is definitely one of my favorite books. But like we were talking about earlier, I think that it has become a favorite book because I cannot stop thinking about it something will remind me about it all of the time interesting and there are all of these nuggets in there that just like will like what you just read that will even sound like just a fairly simple like Mm -hmm. oh that's a that's a profound observation about life but you're like wait no that's like really deep right (laughs) and I keep thinking about it um I think that yeah so the part the fact that it makes me keep thinking about it Mm -hmm. is partly what makes me Mm -hmm. you know adds it to my favorites um but as I read it again too, I don't even know otherwise how to put my finger exactly on what I love about it. I uh-huh. think it was just, it's just so interesting and unique. Yeah. And the setting is its own character, mm-hmm. which I love books and like so that. It's so rich. Yes.
0: Almost like the setting was the more setting rich than, more than some richly of the characters. Described the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's like the main character, which another book, what is the, uh, what is the book that we read? Serena? is like that where Mm -hmm. the setting is just like I'm finding I really love that because I feel like I can get lost in the book then yeah and this was one that I just definitely got lost in Mm -hmm. Um, something else I I always love in books is when there's this really interesting juxtaposition all the Mm -hmm. time and it was just it was played out in so many ways in this book like the magic of you know, Celia and Marco versus the magic of like the clockmaker and the engineer. Yeah. And how there's these, this is very practical magic Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like mechanical magic. Mm -hmm. And then their enhancements on that. Yeah. And how even, even like Marco and Celia, how they were opponents, but then they collaborated at the same time. There was Mm -hmm. just this really um, interesting, like interwoven component. I don't know. That was something interesting to me. Um, just even in general, it's just a genius idea. Like usually circuses are like you say, like it's a circus around here. It's right. insane and not very, right. um, you know, very like, colorful, very loud, uh-huh. very, comes with lots of fanfare. Right. And so this just really just simple. Ta- yeah. It's so intriguing to be like, there's black and white tents in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. Mm hmm. And it, cause it's not, that's not typical of a circus right. and there are some things about it that are very typical, but mm-hmm. that is such an interesting. Yeah. And I definitely picture it as being pretty quiet. Yes. Yeah. There you was know? like this quiet eeriness throughout the book that was mm-hmm. very like pleasing though. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to explain. I, I agree with you.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. Like the tents, especially, mm-hmm. you know, there's the one with the big reflecting pool. Yeah. And then there's the the cloud one. Yeah, And then the big wishing tree with all the candles on the tree. I mean, those just all sound yes. like very quiet kind of contemplative. Mm-hmm. And that's not how you would normally describe right. the Ringling, Barnum and Bailey right. circus and three rings and right. lions and you know, fire and all
1: that stuff. Yeah. That, that just like clean, peaceful side. So mm-hmm. It's just really, I don't even know how to exactly, again, get my, mm-hmm. get my mind around it, but very interesting. Yeah. And just like, how do you, it's one of those books that you read and you're like, how did you think of this? Yes. I like,
0: thought about a you just have a dream a about a black
1: and white circus once and then you develop, I mean, how, how did I you thought think about of this?
0: that a lot? And do you know that this is her first book? Insane. Debut novel. Mm-hmm. And so I I I do get so fascinated, you know, when I love the book, I'm always like, mm-hmm. what what is this author like and how did yes. they kind of get here? And so I don't know I, how long she had been writing or maybe working on other things, but yeah, just debut book and yeah, mm-hmm. how do you come up with that? that I'm always so fascinated by that. This is the cre- the creativity. Yes.
1: And to keep up like you said, you have to be so careful when you delve into the mystical and magical to make it believable. Right. Where anybody's going to care about it. And exactly. not be like It's not too far flung. Yeah. But You're, I feel like the whole book you were like, is that magic or is it an illusion? Right. And it was kind of both. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't know who's manipulating what with magic exactly. Right. And yeah, super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. So Um, yeah, I just think that the imagery and the sensory experience was just written so well. Yes, the food. Did you not want to
0: eat all of the circus (laughs) food? Totally. Oh my gosh. I got so hungry every time. I'm not remembering all the specifics. Well, I have one for you. Oh, Oh, good one. Please. Okay, so page four. This is my
1: first underlined quote. Okay. The circus looks abandoned and empty, but you think perhaps you can smell caramel wafting through the Mm. evening breeze beneath the crisp scent of the autumn leaves. I mean, that's like my dream sentence I know, right there, actually. Exactly. Like, Thank can you. I have a Thank candle? Thank you for writing my dream sentence. <laughs> a subtle sweetness at the edges of the cold. Mm, yes. Oh, so <laughs> mic drop, Erin Morgan. Start. Like, that is an amazing description. Yes. So I just, all kinds of little mm-hmm. things like that, that you're mm-hmm. like, no, I can like feel every, that little yeah. three sentences touched on every single sense. She really did just you know? put you there. Yeah. So I love that. Um. Let's see. Yeah, just super interesting themes like people seeing what they wish to see throughout the whole book. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just in little ways, like driving that point home, um, there was that direct quote about it, but then like Puppet and Widget changed their outfits and they still have this flaming red hair Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, nobody notices us. And Bailey's like, are you supposed to be out here? Right. And they're like, watch. Nobody will even recognize us because we have a hat and different coat on. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Celia, I think mentioned something like that to Isabel Mm -hmm. in the pub or whatever, when she meets her, she's like something about how does nobody recognize Mm. you? And they're talking about like, I I find that people Mm -hmm. only see what they're looking for or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, Mr. AH says something like that at the beginning to Margot too. Just like that. People just see what they wish to see. Yeah. And then I don't exactly know. If there was actual points or just like you were supposed to get this general sense of time Mm -hmm. and and the importance of time and that manipulation of time. And like you said, the back and forth was supposed to add to that effect. Right. And and with
0: all of the clocks, I loved the description of the clocks, So cool. Because I was trying to, like you said, it was almost this other element of magic. Mm And just the way that she described them, I was trying to picture them and I was trying to picture if, if she was trying to describe something that could actually be created. Right, and right. I think it went, I think it's beyond that, but I kept thinking like, well, is it like, is it just mm-hmm. a feat of engineering, you know, but mm-hmm. in the, it was very satisfying to well, read those descriptions. Well, if you think about like, and is
1: I think even really powerful that it's set in the 1800s and like. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody from the 1800s would look at an iPhone right now and consider oh it magic. Yes. So like true. this interesting, like magic versus technology, mm-hmm. what is actually possible. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. just, but making that all something you think about with a circus story from the 1800s, right. like just, I know that's why it's been hard to even describe to people why they should read this book. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's like right. nothing I've ever read. Just yes. read it. Yes. Um, I will say. The one thing it reminded me of, which I also loved, Mm -hmm. was The Prestige. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's a movie, mm, I don't know, maybe came out five to seven years ago. It's with Christian Bale and um, Hugh Jackman. And it's similar in, like, the magic competition aspect. Oh, interesting. And, like, old-fashioned setting Mm -hmm. and pushing the limits of Uh illusion and that kind of thing. That sounds really good. And I really had liked that movie, and I think I found this book. Uh Uh-huh you know, fairly quickly after that. So So yeah, I just liked this, this eerie on the edge quality, Mm -hmm. but like I said, it's somehow pleasant and page turning and is it magic? Is it illusion? And then there's, there's the romantic, um, you know, Romeo and Juliet, Mm -hmm. star crossed lovers aspect. Yeah. So
0: let me ask. So I don't know if I was fully on board or As far along as the author wanted us to be as they were falling in love.
1: Mm -hmm. Like Like, you were falling in love with them too. Yeah. yeah. It
0: kind of almost felt a little abrupt to me. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they were not mortal enemies because they didn't know about each other. They were just kind of in this competition. But then I can't remember... You know he recognizes her when she auditions, and mm-hmm. then he knows who she is, but sh- she still doesn't know who he mm-hmm. is for mm-hmm. a long time um and now I can't remember it's when she accidentally takes his umbrella mm-hmm. and it's enchanted, yep. and knows. then they recognize you know then and he
1: comes after her when then he they just realize let her. and
0: I think at that point it was supposed to be you know kind of a
1: romantic tension right But I
0: I don't know if I really felt it Mm -hmm. and maybe because we were kept a little bit more at arm's length Mm -hmm. I I don't remember getting you know her oh he's so handsome or so intriguing and you know wanting to spend so much time with him and so then all of a sudden when it felt to me that it was kind of quick where they were madly Mm -hmm. in love Mm -hmm. and so I just that part didn't fully hit it home for me mm-hmm. where I felt just fully convinced that they were right. so madly in love. They just had to spend the rest of their life right. together. I think at that point I was still like, wait, I, he hasn't like fully broken it off with Isabel. And I yeah. can't, and then I, <laughs> I wasn't sure, like, is he trying to just manipulate her? Right. And maybe you were supposed to kind of question right. it a little bit, you know, cause I almost feel like there was some,
1: Hints of that. Yeah, like when he had like his like charming face on that was just a little right. bit different than right. looked, his real one looked A little tell. bit
0: different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, ooh, is he just trying to yeah. like
1: trick her into that? I think that there was a little bit of that. I read that as a little bit of um intentionally showing like their need for like true human interaction mm-hmm. and like that again that juxtaposition of like they were raised completely isolated Mm -hmm. and magic was everything to now magic is the one thing that's bringing me to someone Mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna cling with Mm -hmm. like everything I have Mm -hmm. because it's the only thing I know how to even like communicate with right so I got that as like kind of intentional like Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be this kind of drastic turn from like in my own magical world repelled and then yeah yeah but Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying like in in a real life feasible love story where it draws you along with them right it was was right kind of abrupt that way and
0: it would be it'll be interesting to reread it at some point knowing where it's going and kind of see those clues Mm -hmm. and see if i read it kind of if i read it differently right
1: Right. because you won't be so worried about isabel anymore you're like "Eh, she's she's gonna fizzle out she's (laughs) gonna
0: fade away so i'm not gonna worry about her yeah i like was worried she was gonna like pop out from right from like you know <laughs> like ah. Ah, stab somebody with a
1: tarot card yeah exactly
0: <laughs> exactly and then yeah she was an interesting character too just in terms of magic at first you know she kind of when marco originally meets her she kind of reads tarot cards and whatnot but then she's working in the circus which i mean mm-hmm. if you're working in the circus you have to have real skill mm-hmm. and talent it seems like mm-hmm. and it did seem that she kind of had a way with Mm-hmm. you know, kind of getting some insight to people and whatnot. Yeah, it was know, almost so like you were supposed to
1: gather that she was kind of a hanger-on of coattails. Like, he taught her this. Right, right. This, one, right. this was, can, like, the one she thing she could do. She it could well do it well enough. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then she kind of clung to that as, like, a way to connect with him. But yeah. that was then, like, oh, no, this is my true right. equal in Celia. Yeah, I don't yeah. know.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. I have a few questions. Okay. Um, how do you feel about just the future of the circus in terms of Bailey is running it with mm-hmm. Poppet and Widget. Like, are they happy? It, it, I know, it's it, like it kind of seemed like this trapped. very Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like you have to decide if you want this to be your fate. And I mean it's mm-hmm. gonna be your fate
1: forever. Yeah, because right? it's like you don't you don't get out of the circus.
0: Exactly. So it was kind of it was interesting. I mean he wanted to go with poppet and this Mm -hmm. magical mysterious thing Mm -hmm. but then it kind of like flips really quick and it almost has this little bit of a dark side where it's like well it's forever right so it was kind of interesting it didn't necessarily leave me with a like
1: like happy ending no and i think it is supposed to leave that little bit of eerie like he now sees the full right the full truth of the circus it comes with the magic but it also comes with the commitment Mm mm-hmm which is what everybody had the whole, right? The whole story, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of the secret of the circus, yeah. Through the whole thing, which even that was left a little bit vague. Like, what is it? Do mm-hmm. they? Is it just because the circus is it being specifically manipulated by like one individual? Uh-huh. Is it that like the whole thing is held together very fragilely, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's its own isolated like? It's like operating on its own right, you know, parallel universe Dimension. where nobody ages, and nobody whatever, right. like what is it that's making them right, and why doesn't Bailey or maybe he does, maybe I'm forgetting this part, why doesn't Bailey question when he comes back like twelve years later, why pop it's the same age?
0: <laughs> no, but remember, I think the twins were aging,
1: oh. at least to a
0: point, there was something, oh about, yeah, because
1: they were babies, so that's true, yeah, there
0: was something about when they were born, and I feel like there was some statement like. No one seemed to age,
1: like, except Poppet and Widget, which is kind of interesting. I remember that because, like, the night they were born was the opening night of the circus. Yeah, and and the night
0: they were born, one was born right before the flame was lit and one right afterwards. And I honestly can't really remember. Widget was born before
1: because he could see the past. Oh, and Poppet Poppet was born after because she could see the future. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's like that. It's Uh like when the circus started is, Mm -hmm. like, but it's, like, timeless, like, outside of time. Right. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those
1: things you like, as you talk about it, you're like, Oh, right. maybe that's what that meant.
0: And so, and what about Marco and Celia being, they're now completely <laughs> invisible mm-hmm. to everyone else, but they can see and they're material to each other. Right. I mean, thank goodness. Yeah. You're, you're like, I okay, mean, I'm going to take this risk. It's going <laughs> to really suck if this doesn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> we better at least be able to see each other. <laughs> So they're in the circus, but they're invisible. Yes. I mean, is that happy? Well, I think what it they, was. What are they, they going to do?
1: They were trapped in the circus either way, right? That's true. But now they can be together.
0: Now they can be together. They don't have to fight each right. other using magic. Right.
1: Seems kind of boring after a I while. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. going to say it. Well, I mean, how much, how much ghost sex can you have uh, until right. you're like, well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the smelling of the caramel exactly. and I'm just, I'm over all I just want to take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um,
0: okay. And then what do you, like, what, what
1: happens to Mr. A.H. and Prospera? I don't know. I don't understand that part. What does happen? And I or I, what like what impressions are you even left with I'm very confused by
0: yeah that. they were there's so much more to that storyline too mm-hmm. that you want to know like what happened before right they reference all of this dueling and then they got tired right. of dueling each other and they decided to step it up with like training students and you know obviously mm-hmm. there's just this long long history and they make references to Mr. A.H. I feel like being you know so old and having mm-hmm. been around for yeah, a like long
1: time he has some some secret sauce. I mean
0: I kind of feel like they're just going to go on to the next some sort of venue, yeah.
1: I mean, Prosper, Prospero's basically invisible, so I get the impression too that AH is immortal at this point uh-huh. from, by whatever means, uh-huh. and that Prospero wanted to make himself immortal mm-hmm. that's the, because he wanted to equal I see AH, and that's what yeah, was happening when right. he like died or whatever, right?
0: Except he got invisible, yeah. So, I mean, didn't work out too well, yeah. <sighs>
1: you got kind of, people kind of got to see you to know that you're still alive.
0: Oh my gosh. So referencing what will have been our episode that came out most recently about scary stuff. Uh-huh. Invisible ghost dad. No thank you. <laughs> no thank you to that guy. No who thank cuts, you. who cut my fingers in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. that just crept up wherever. And remember how she's like she just like senses that he's in the room yeah and, so, and he's always like in a real moody yeah it's always real moody and like criticizing her uh, yes not the kind of ghost visitation yeah. that i want <laughs> <laughs> i did feel like that part Critical, was a little, like dad.
1: a little eye rolly like oh this guy i mean this half yeah you
0: almost wanted him to have some kind of redeeming quality mm-hmm. like ah was not a loving parent guardian at all but he wasn't cruel in the same way right. and, it, and he was in some ways providing for marco like setting him up an apartment yes. i mean at least yes making him comfortable in some ways and then and there was kind of a time where i don't know i kind of questioned it was like oh is he doing it kind of the right way right i don't know is he caring about him more mm-hmm. in the end i don't and think you get so. this
1: impression that he's just like it's not all so selfish as he's just like a true purist. Yeah. Like he's just one of these people that is like right. completely dedicated to one thing. And mm-hmm. the, so like some things are casualties to the side of that, but right. it's not out of like complete selfish ambition where Prospero, you always get this aspect yeah. of like.
0: Spirit into himself. Yes.
1: And just about making himself bigger and grander all the yeah.
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, is there a tent that you would most want to visit? Oh. Like, was there a favorite one?
1: I don't know. I was just it real was excited about the caramel. The caramel was just like, I couldn't get past
0: the food <laughs> tent. Um, <laughs>
1: the food vendor. I mean, I think I she they, they talk about it at one point, the one that they kept just adding to with the tunnels and whatever, mm. they talk about how one of them was you walked in and it was just like an overwhelming smell of evergreen and it was white evergreen oh. trees everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like Christmas magic.
0: Oh yeah. That
1: one made me like,
0: Ooh, I want to be there. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. I think I would want to experience that, um, Like the cloud, like skyscraper where you're just, I can't really remember. Right. You can't fall and you're just kind of working your way up and Mm -hmm. up
1: and then to get out, you just jump. But I imagine it like Donkey Kong, like you're just like,
0: yeah, like different
1: levels uh
0: and stuff and you're just kind of climbing up and that one sounded
1: so fascinating. Oh, it's just really, I mean, again, I just, the creativity just is astounding in this book. Okay. I did take one um official book club question from penguin random house all right so it says the novel opens with a quote from oscar wilde a dreamer is one who can only find his way by moonlight and his punishment is that he sees the dawn before the rest of the world how is this sentiment explored in the night circus who is who in the novel is a dreamer and what is his or her punishment for being so
0: okay so first of all i have to ask about this quote it's so beautiful, but it has me like thinking for a second because it's interesting because I think a lot of times a sunrise is presented as something beautiful and treasured. Right. You know, the early right. bird gets the worm and you want to get up early and watch the beautiful mm-hmm. sunset. But in this case, is it meaning like the dawn is the end of something? And I'm, so and I so they it, see it before everyone else knows it's coming?
1: I think I read it more as the truth like everything's brought to light in the dawn. And so to appreciate like the beauty of something and to be up in moonlight and dreaming means you also see the truth of things before everybody else. That's kind of how I read it. But that's
0: kind of interesting, isn't it? Like if Mm -hmm. you spend your whole time dreaming that you're going to end up seeing the truth, that is kind of
1: counter to the way that a lot of times it's presented in our culture, I think. Like I thought of it right away when I read it, I thought of it as like, artists how sometimes Mm -hmm. there's this dreaming um you know in their own world aspect but also just like a raw sensitivity to everything that's happening in the Mm -hmm. world that some people don't ever see Mm -hmm. or pay attention to so Mm -hmm. it's like it's Uh, like a double-edged sword sometimes like that ultra sensitivity Mm -hmm. also makes you Mm. ultra sensitive to the bad stuff right right i like beauty and the pain kind of thing i don't know that was kind of how i read it but Mm
0: -hmm. okay um so the person that I, I'll be—this is a really great question. I'm so interested to see what you say, but I—I I think that Bailey comes to mind mm-hmm. for me because he is such a dreamer. He is so enchanted by the circus, and all he wants is to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's at the very end when he learns the full commitment, like mm-hmm. we talked about, that and truth the truth. Aspect. Yep, and that it's—it's it's not just all enchantment and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Erica's cocktail just skewer stabbed, just stabbed you and then in the I eye. Bit the
1: microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, that's a good strong cocktail. You saw the dawn. <laughs> We're being um, all
1: deep, and then I'm stabbing <laughs> myself in the eye with a cocktail
0: Thanks for bringing bringing <laughs> it <laughs> back to levity. real. Yeah, real, real life here. So, yeah, that's who came to mind for me. But I mean, I feel like we could probably talk about I don't know, maybe aspects of the other characters. But I mm-hmm. feel like for Celia and Marco. I don't, they were never allowed to be dreamers from, Mm -hmm. from childhood. They had these really difficult existences and magic Mm -hmm. in their life was not enchantment. It was work and
1: arduous, like, you know, don't you think they, their dreaming was maybe their creativity and how they worked around it to like create these Mm. beautiful things in the circus, but then they saw the reality of like, yeah, but this is it for us. Like we can dream up all these imaginative, amazing things, but but ultimately we're stuck here we only here. we only can function in this right moonlight. we're confined yeah. here
0: yeah i can see that too yeah i can mm-hmm. see that
1: aspect so who did you think of first i thought liter- i thought first um chandrish actually oh because i feel like he was we haven't talked about him i don't yeah. think he was he was like he, the, the proprietor of the, of circus. the night circus yeah and i feel like he was purely you i got the impression he was like a showman Mm -hmm. and just had this dream of making this thing and he pieced together all of these people who were the best at creating all of these aspects to the circus Mm -hmm. but then was ultimately like the most manipulated because his whole venue was used for
0: and did he already know Mr. A.H. I don't know and I can't remember how they got connected because obviously Mr. A.H. was controlling yeah in, in whether directly or through other people yes. through marco and all this you know a lot of it but now i can't remember but originally it was i think
1: through Zukiko too
0: oh yeah because she used to be a prodigy or whatever but you think she would still be loyal or doing anything to well, him she won but still but don't you think she would be I bitter because remember her love committed suicide yeah like because she was there part was the of only that way, game. way out yeah and she was Mr. That's A.H.'s true. prodigy? Did she say I that specifically? I guess I'm assuming that. I don't know mm. for sure
1: whose prodigy she was.
0: Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel know. Like I like would be a little so bitter. I just, that was
1: my initial thought. But then as I was thinking about it, I feel like seriously almost every character could be that. Mm-hmm. Marco and Celia, like we talked about, Frederick Thiessen for sure, because mm-hmm. he just dreamt up these beautiful clocks. And he was, again, kind of like Bailey, like enamored with the circus. He started mm-hmm. the whole how do you say oh, that now yeah. the society that that's
0: right of dreamers um, mm-hmm. that's right i forgot about that that's really cool ultimately like lost Who his they, life they, to they the would circus. they would wear the red yes that was really cool that was and a even cool that was like effect. so
1: cool but a little bit creepy yeah right right
0: It is like a little
1: bit culty and weird mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm.
0: just so good yeah um and then the circus killed him
1: yeah so that kind of because if the quote is saying a dreamer is one who can only find his way by moonlight. So like you are focused on the dream and the moonlight. And so the dawn is not an a welcome
0: I see. light then
1: then at that point. Yeah. You know. Mhm. I don't know. And even Prospero, I mean I really feel like you could apply it to all mm-hmm. of them.
0: Mhm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I guess if it was like the quote at the beginning of the book, it had some overarching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reach in the book, so.
0: Yeah. I just started kind of um, today as I was prepping a little bit for this, just trying to read more about the author. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, just when there's something that's just so creative, mm-hmm. it just as a writer and as someone I would love to write a novel one
1: day, I just would be like, how did you yeah. do this? For real. You know, Something it's so, so with fascinating. All of, something that's got a plot that's that intricate mm-hmm. and like weaving yes. through. I don't I can't get my head around how you Because it's got to be slightly organic, too. You cannot just sit down with that whole thing all set and outline it. It has to kind of go as And I read
0: a little bit, actually, that, um, yeah, that it wasn't all set before. And actually, okay, you're taking precautions. You're holding your cocktail stirrer. Good job. I am.
1: I am. (laughs) I don't want to lose an eye. Um,
0: She actually said that including... That it was that there was a competition was sort of a later addition oh. that that helped it all gel come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's a pretty big piece. Yeah, so that's that's really very interesting. You wow. can't imagine it without it, um, right? So anyway, yeah, and I think something I think about with books like this um, in some it's reminding me in some ways of a book that I loved by Neil Gaiman, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, mm-hmm. which is also just this fantasy but yeah. in a different way than i've ever read before and i'm so fascinated by books like that where you know i just feel like if i set out to write something like that they they just toe this line mm-hmm. between like just being enough relatable mm-hmm. so that you're pulled in mm-hmm. and you're so intrigued but then but then just takes you in these creative fantastical ways
1: that you could never have predicted yeah not like pure fantasy game of thrones right. kind of
0: yeah it just, just like this, what is that
1: called is it called something is it called I a don't, genre I don't like know. the there, magical realism there was or something, something
0: like really funny that i read on maybe like a review of this book or something it was something like fan fanta fanto as magical or it had some really weird like made-up <laughs> yeah. word that I was
1: like I don't really know but um because I feel like it's almost easier to gotta be to write like true fantasy where mm-hmm. you just completely yeah to create this world that like right. if something doesn't work you can make a new kind of rule yeah, in your world that exactly that makes it so but like yeah to have it have the magic taking like place in a real inside. setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because even, you know, books like Harry Potter, that mm-hmm. magical world is existing in ours but an, in most of the ways mm-hmm. apart. Right. It kind of intersects with our world a little bit, but this one does so much more so and mm-hmm. the and the characters seem much more like you and I yeah. than yeah. just like a full wizard or something yeah, like there's that. There's no dragons and Right, that exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, so anyway, just just really really fascinating. Yeah. Well, well, i'm finding i really me. like it like mm-hmm. i like
1: this if this is a genre if this I is like a it. genre show yeah. me more <laughs> i did read um and i was thinking it was by the same author but it wasn't the miniaturist by oh, jesse you've, burton you've mentioned that book to me before and i, feel I like really that's kind of similar that same deal have like you whatever. read the ocean at the and end of another the lane? debut novel i started that one and i feel like i wasn't in the place okay. for like all of the deep thinking yeah i think yeah. i started at like Right around the time we got the girls. I was uh, like, I don't have the, not the bandwidth right, not for this Not the way. right time. Yeah. Okay. So I would go
0: back to it though. Okay. Could could be another time to yes. reread. It's, it's not... There is more of a darkness to mm-hmm. it than... A little more
1: sci-fi-ish, right? Yeah.
0: A little bit sci-fi. A little more darkness. But still just in a way where it was just like, whoa. Like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And in a way, something that I liked is where I feel like just not everything is explained. But in mm-hmm. this way just as a writer, I'm just thinking, how do you know where that line is right. where you can just tell someone, this there. is just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to have to explain it to you. You're just going to accept it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep building the plot. Yeah. Right. I just, I just find that it must be at the mark of just great writing. Right. I think
1: that then I'm like, yep, I'm still with you. Isn't that one kind of Stranger Things-esque? You've seen uh, Stranger a Things, bit. right? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say there's an element like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah
1: which that show is I feel like this kind of thing mm-hmm. too like is it sci-fi is it right, fantasy right. what is this kind of
0: straddles yeah kind of straddles both um this book was also making me think of a book that I did not care for which was The Magicians by Lev Grossman okay and I feel like in the wake of Harry Potter when mm-hmm. everyone was looking like, for the next magic exactly which I was reading that this came out not too long after those ended um, you know when everyone just was like mourning the loss of Harry Potter (laughs) and this was a little bit of a balm you know I would say it takes Mm -hmm. you into that magical fantasy world but anyway the magicians it was similar in that magic seemed very like learned like lots of Mm -hmm. book learning and stuff Mm -hmm. like that there was a darkness to it in a different way than was in Harry Potter but I didn't I didn't like it at all. I didn't like any of the characters and I just felt annoyed and frustrated with it uh-huh. by the end. So it was, it was making me think of that, but just how this book did it so well. Yes. How whereas, can go, there's a very fine yes, line and it Yes, where it, it goes can wrong. go either way. But mm-hmm. yeah, this one took it to this magical mm-hmm. just place that I wanted to be in. And as I was, you know, thinking more about this book, um, I was wishing that there was a movie. Yeah. Is there? I, I don't. Did you look it up? I I, let's, let's I don't it. know. I feel like I would know if they're. I feel like I would have heard it. I think I would it. too. Cause um, yeah, I feel like especially you having loved mm-hmm. it. I just, honestly, when I was reading about the clocks, I wanted to see them. Yes. Come Some of to that life, stuff you have to see.
1: Yes. Yeah. I just, what does it say? In development. <gasps> okay. As of 2016, it is in development okay let's all just
0: cross our fingers that is definitely a world i want to go to oh wait
1: no it's a i mean on imdb that's what it says all right so i just
0: i feel like this would could be such a great movie yeah
1: just the all the visual visual, elements mm -hmm. oh yeah i love it Yep. okay all right i think that's all we have we would love to know what you think of this book Yep. there's so much to talk about i feel like we can be discussing this on social media for a while yes. so um thank you so much for listening and reading along with us and let us know what you think you can connect with us on instagram we are high girls next door or on facebook you can always email us also at high girls next at gmail.com or check out the show notes for this episode and connect with us over on our website girl next podcast.com thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly okay Okay, next time i want to because i wish that
0: um i wish that chris just scared me by just like bursting in the
1: door (laughs) good (laughs) thing he wasn't jeremiah jeremiah comes in like the kool-aid man and that would have been real scary do you know that chris
0: once (laughs) was the kool-aid man you were we do have photographs of this no not even for (laughs) a job for a job (laughs) for a paid for paid employment we're taking yeah we're taking a little tangent yeah what he was was it for like some conference or like a a food distribution conference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does a dinosaur have to do with anything? That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. There's a photograph. We will find it.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Anyway,
0: how scary would it be if he burst in that door as Kool-Aid man?
1: Real scary. We would... If he, would, he was Jeremiah, he would burst in like Kool-Aid Man Man and then make himself a cocktail. Yeah, he would. Like real loud in the background. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 go. Um
0: I don't even know what I was saying.
1: Oh, that you should watch the prestige with Chris and then oh. enter Chris. Enter Chris. <laughs> but first a cocktail. What do you have for us? That was really weird. Why do why are we talking weird? I don't know. Why am I talking weird? I don't even know if I, you're actually. Talking I had weird. I had um, scrolled down
0: already, so I was like, I thought you were about to say the summary, and I was like, Whoa, you're jumping ahead. But okay. <laughs> how about if I say, "But first, a cocktail." I think that's what it I is. Think I think the transition is how weird. it goes. It's okay, weird. you're like making your own transition. I <laughs> like first cocktail. <laughs> you're on. Okay, I'll do, you do that little hey friend and I'll come in so it'll be natural. (laughs) Tsukiko. (laughs) Tsukiko. Tsukiko? I don't know. Now
1: I'm going to look it up again.
0: T-S-U-K-I-K-O. Tsukiko. Tsukiko. But you want to say
1: Tsukiko.
0: I do. Like Tsitsi fly. I really do. Tsukiko. Tsukiko Tsukiko mm-hmm. Tsukiko